to Sad Girl Energy. I'm your host, Bria Hebert, and this is the podcast where we are busy doing sad girl shit. We're back with another episode. This shirt that I'm wearing is kind of irritating my armpits because I waxed my own armpits today. Like, why did I do that? I don't know. And it didn't really work. It only took like half the hair out, and then I had to shave off the rest, and I think I like popped some blood vessels. Anyways, this meshy shirt that I'm wearing is not the best option but whatever I feel like I never I don't know how to dress appropriately for things anymore like I have no idea what someone for example should wear for dinner because now when I have dinner somewhere that isn't my house like a friend's patio or something I'm like this is the Oscars I must wear a gown I want to be on the best dress list. <laughs> I have no sense of what's appropriate, which is sick. Um, I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Please tell me. Tell me in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Guys, you got to start watching the YouTube videos. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to switch back to audio only, which is fine. Anyways, I'm feeling good because I think we're close to having stand-up back, and I am just very excited about that. I don't know if I talk a lot about stand-up on here. I feel like I don't, but maybe I do. I really have no concept of anything, clearly. But I'm excited to go back to doing stand-up. There's a lot that I want to talk about. I feel like there's like a lot that's been going on, um, and there's a lot of stuff that I've been sitting on, and I know that it's not going to be good because it's been so long since I've done a real show, but I think it's going to be fun to figure out. I usually wait a while before I will really get into things. Like there's some stuff that I started working on maybe six months ago that I'm only really ready to get into now. I'll write jokes about something in the thick of it, but I don't think I usually really perform them until there's no longer an emotional attachment to that joke. It's weird to do sometimes and to be like vulnerable in that way because for people that know me, it's something that they're hearing about for the first time, but it's like three month old news to me. So I don't exactly know how to navigate that. That's something I need to figure out and something I should probably work on. Probably should talk to my therapist about that maybe. Might be helpful. Look, this week I had a lot to go over in therapy. I will be very honest. I had a lot to talk about which made me sad because I like to spend the last five minutes of my therapy session just shit talking, just gossiping and talking shit. We did not have time for that this week because there were too many important things to get into, which is unfortunate. I really like the idea that instead of working on yourself and your problems through therapy, therapy should just be an opportunity where you have one hour to talk shit about whoever you want to an objective third party. I'm gonna start that type of therapy. That is gonna be something that I pioneer. It's just gossip therapy. Cause I know that gossiping is toxic. I understand that and that's why I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna spend all my time consumed with talking about other people, but I think that if you limit yourself to like one hour a week of something, then you're kind of in a way disengaging from it. I'm only gonna look at my phone for one hour a day. Well then, you know, you've set that boundary for yourself. So I think it's healthier to tell yourself, I'm only gonna gossip one hour a week than it is to try and stop yourself 
gossiping all week, right? Because if you have that one hour set aside, you're like, oh, I'll just wait for my one hour. I'll talk about this then. But if you don't have that time already set aside, I think you're more vulnerable to um, potentially gossiping at different points in the week, more than you would have if you had given yourself a one hour limit. Anyways, stand-up's probably coming back at some point this summer and I'm excited to do shows and I'm excited to work on jokes and I am like just so excited to get back to interacting with people that way. I realized how much I love stand-up during the pandemic and how much I enjoy doing it and how much I like want to get better at it and like really push myself and reach new heights in stand-up I really do want to like make progress and so I am just really looking forward to the opportunity to hopefully do that at some point maybe one day I keep clearing my throat and I have no idea why I think it might be because I put coconut milk in my smoothie this morning and I think it might have like coated my throat in a weird way because it feels really phlegmy and I know that's gross like I know you don't want to hear that I know the last thing you want to do is tune into a podcast tune in what am I oh my gosh ancient turn on a podcast okay you tune into the radio which the radio is canceled no one listens to the radio anymore you tune into a podcast and the last thing you want is the host to be blabbering on about her phlegm coated throat but I felt like I had to share slash explain because I've done it like six times now and I don't know if I'm going to have the mental energy to edit them out of this. So you might just have to listen to them. And if I did edit them out, then pat on the back. Good job, Bria. It's the least you could do for these people who listen to your podcast every week. Let's get into my week quickly. I like to give like a little... uh preamble of what was going on in my week just so you know where I'm at like what mood I am in what mood I am in I feel like I am not someone who can hide their emotions so I'm sure there have been times where I've recorded where it's like oh she seems a bit more tired or she's a bit more negative like I am gonna give you my true emotions how I'm feeling the day I record and I'm not gonna like pretend like everything's okay if it's not I I don't know I'm just like not gonna make it so that it's like I'm on, I'm off. I just, I don't think anyone's thinking that, but I just wanna like put that out there also for a reminder to myself, which again, all stuff that could go in my diary. Okay, this week, um, I was doing really good with shopping, but I did order some summer stuff and none of it fit because I have absolutely no concept of my body, like no idea what I look like, who is she, I literally don't know. I have body dysmorphia. But I tried a bunch of it on and it didn't work. But these clips that I'm wearing in my hair are one of the things I purchased that did work. And if you're not watching the YouTube video, you don't get to see my cool butterfly clips. So check out the video. Okay, I need to stop pressuring you guys. I need to stop pressuring you people see saying guys I realize is a bad habit I have and I don't mean it maliciously it's just unfortunately something that is like habitual in my speaking pattern and I need to stop saying it and I don't know what a good alternative is I can just google it though I don't that's fine I can figure this out myself this is like very basic allyship work I can do Anyways, can we talk about the pipeline of people who were obsessed with the TV show Friends as a teenager 
to the people who become best friends with their mom in adulthood because I feel like there is a strong link there that needs to be discussed and explored with some really deep scientific inquiry. That was something I thought about in the shower today. We have so much to get to because I cannot stop talking about listening to and thinking about Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. So my self-care tip of the week is listen to Olivia Rodrigo's Sour. Even if you're not going through a terrible heart-wrenching heartbreak, it is a must-listen. It's just the perfect mixture of pop and punk and angst and heartbreak. Like, this album is how every single person should process a breakup. Like, just listen to the album until you are neutral about your ex and you're like, oh wait, them? I Yeah, I kind of forgot about them, but like, whatever, who are they? That level of casualness can only be achieved by listening to this album on repeat. Or you could spend thousands of dollars on therapy, but like I kind of don't recommend that because I think you could do it quicker and for cheaper by listening to this album. But also I am not a doctor and I do not give medical advice. And remember, this is all a joke. So if you really need therapy, go get therapy. Also, if you need help finding a therapist, I will help you find a therapist. I'm like currently helping three different straight men find therapists and I think I deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for that because I think that is literally (laughs) humanitarian work. So if you don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is, she is Gen Z's I'm not going to say, okay, a lot of people have said she is Gen Z's Taylor Swift, but I don't think that's fair because I think it's so unfair that often women are only compared to other women, right? Like no men are really compared to each other in that way. Like no one was ever like, Zac Efron is the next George Clooney, you know? They always have to be compared to each other instead of just letting them each be their own unique person. So I don't want to necessarily say that, but she is the latest Gen Z pop sensation and she's so talented so she's an actress she's a singer a songwriter and she was on I think a Disney show and then like the Disney series of High School Musical the musical I don't know what it was called I think it was called like High School Musical the musical the series like it had a wild name maybe it's still on I don't really know I didn't really follow her career until I heard driver's license I feel sad that I'm older than her and I know that it doesn't get better right like I'm listening to this as someone in their mid-20s being like oh my god the guys I've dated are exactly the same as the guys she's dated not in age (laughs) but in behavior And that makes me sad because I think about her and I'm like, oh, I cannot tell her it gets better because men suck at every age. (laughs) I wish I could lie to her and be like, you know what, Olivia? It's gonna be okay. It gets better. Men, they mature. They learn how to communicate their feelings. They learn how to process emotions. They learn how to incorporate new behavior and correct behavior. I can't say that because that would that would be lies. That would, those would be lies. If those words came out of my mouth, they would be lies. Yes, I am mad that I will never make art 
as good as sour about my breakup but because this album exists I also feel at peace I'm like okay I think now everything that has ever needed to be said about breakups has now been said like I'm not sure that we need more breakup albums I think this was the perfect button on that chapter and after we finish with the sour era and we move into the next era it is going to be only hot girl vibes right like there's going to be no heartbreak because we're going to realize our self-worth and we're not going to accept shitty behavior and we are going to remember to value ourselves in relationships and we're just going to leave and it's gonna be like, peace out. This is not sad because I did not lose anything by leaving you. So that's what I'm um, picturing. Like, you know that meme that's like uh, society if, and then there's like a picture of this like quote unquote ideal utopian society. That's how I think society would look. If everyone listened to Sour, I wanted to do a top five breakup albums. And top five is really hard to do, but I will say that these are probably my most listened to. So that's why they are going to make this list. Okay, so top five. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list. Okay, there are definitely ones that I forgot left out, but this is what I chose for my top five. Don't fight me, okay? Number one, Adele, 21. Number two, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors. Number three, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. Number four, Lord's Melodrama. And number five, Sharon Van Eden, Are We There? Also, these are not in order amongst the five. I could not do that. It was hard enough to pick five, so I didn't then go and be like, okay, let me rank them within this top five. No, it's just all of them are at the same level in my mind. But I was thinking about what makes a good breakup album, what it is, and I've realized that all of these albums possess this quality. A breakup album has to take you through all of the emotional phases of a breakup, but by the end of it, you don't want to call your ex. That's what marks the perfect breakup album, because that is not the solution, okay? But also, we all do it. So if you've called your ex drunk, we forgive you. We don't judge you. We love you. But just don't ever do that again. Adele is on there because she's just a classic songstress. Adele bridges all gaps. There is no one who doesn't think that someone like you is a crowd pleaser, right? So we just, we all agree on Adele and that's why I added that. Fleetwood Mac rumors, I love how messy Fleetwood Mac is. Like, Stevie Nicks is, I'm pretty sure she is like a fairy witch. I'm obsessed. I love it. She's amazing. But also just the amount of pure chaos that went on in that band and just the amount of drama and stories there and frankly cocaine it, it just it needs to be included i live for it in this context mostly because it is a feminist coke-filled binge breakup album number three amy winehouse back to black this one is just it's one of the best albums of all time right back to black is one of the best albums of all time and uh I have, I'm just obsessed with it. I just love it. I think her voice is so amazing. And this is my 
sincere pick, <laughs> I would say. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black is my sincere pick. You know, it, it's funny and jazzy, but it's also dark. Like if you listen to some of the lyrics, you're like, oh, like that stings, that burns, um, that makes me uncomfortable. So I love that feeling. Lord Melodrama, what can I say? What can I say that hasn't already been said? Lord, give us another album. <laughs> give us, why haven't you given us another album? Like seriously though, like there was a pandemic, like we really, we actually really need another album. Like we we're still processing this and if you could give us another album, we would like seriously be grateful forever and we probably will never ask you for another album again. But like also I can't guarantee that. So like that's how I feel about that. Um, Sharon Van Eden, Are We There? When I want to feel like I have been punched 500 times in a row, I listen to this album. When I want to live out my sad indie girl in Brooklyn who can get away with never wearing a bra because she has really like perfect perky tits um, and she always has like a different, you know, pair of resin earrings that like a local artisan made and she wears like clogs but she makes it like cool and fashionable and she always has fresh cut flowers in her apartment like when I want to live out that fantasy when I want to live out that version of myself I listen to Sharon Van Eden are we there so that's my quick reasoning behind my top five breakup albums so we're gonna talk about kind of breakups and relationships a bit. We're not gonna go super into detail. We're gonna talk about it in the context of this album, okay? I'm choosing my top three songs with sad girl energy. And this is, these are my top three picks, okay? I wish I could put the whole album, but I can't. So number one on my list is Traitor. Traitor is for when you are mad, but you're also still low-key kind of hurt. I saw some people online say that it's like driver's license 2.0, but it is about that like stinging feel of betrayal you get when someone you dated moves on quickly. It's like that thinking in your head that's like, you're not still obsessed with me? Like, weird, I don't get that. I do have a theory about this. I do think that, this is one of my dating theories. I'm trying to actually turn this into a joke, but anyways, that's beside the point. I have a theory that men move on quickly after a relationship because Dating women is an amazing experience, but the reason that a lot of women take longer to move on after a breakup is because dating men is a horrible experience, right? So if you've dated a woman, you're like, oh my God, this is so great. Love is so wonderful. I want to do that again. But if you've dated a man, you're like, oh my God, that was traumatizing. I need to spend the next year in therapy before I can even say hello to a man I don't know. And so that's why we're like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Top three songs with sad girl energy. Number two, happier. Happier is when you have accepted what's happened, but there's like a little bit of pettiness there because you just, you like to keep it fun and light. With Trader, she's like watched her ex move on 
to another relationship and then in happier it's about her like coming to terms with that right that's where that acceptance comes from like you can be happy that's what she's telling him you can be happy but just not as happy as we were together and that's a mood for me and that's why I think it's a tad petty but in the best way because like you're telling that person, I know you know what happiness feels like, but you're not going to get that level of happiness again. Because you holding on to the anger of the situation, that doesn't do anything for you, but you do want them to like suffer a little bit. She's kind of just saying this dude was a womanizer and she feels used. But also there's no reason to be bitter because he's the one that fucked up. You didn't do anything wrong. That's what I want you to know, Olivia. You did nothing wrong. You are a perfect queen and no one can tell you otherwise. Happier is just about that like hurt and that embarrassment when you see someone move on because you're like, oh my God, did I mean nothing? And the answer is, of course you meant something to that person. You probably lowered your standards for them to be honest if we're being real if we're being real there are probably things you overlooked there were definitely things you overlooked in order to stay in that relationship so just remember that you didn't mess up you're perfect um it's fair to be hurt or embarrassed or disappointed but did you have to preface every picture you showed your friends like okay he doesn't look good in photos but here's one it's like really old I like he doesn't really look like that anymore and like he doesn't dress like that but like yeah he's just not really big on social media like if you've ever done that then like just rest easy knowing that you are better off you're okay number three favorite crime favorite crime is for after you've been in therapy for a while and you realize okay i need to make sure this never happens again because he treated me like shit and i don't want to repeat that it's like that sick feeling of like someone else enjoying themselves despite you suffering which is honestly super cruel and it's a terrible thing to experience but that song I think wraps up that feeling so well the whole time I was listening to the song I was like oh my gosh you have put into words everything I feel about every situation I have ever been in ever like the whole album listening to it through I'm like oh this is exactly the different steps the different patterns of thinking I have had in my own life each next song perfectly represented something I had experienced and I was like fuck because that means I've been fucked over by a lot of dudes but also thank god I have this to process that so I was really bored this week and I was kind of chaotic so I decided to ask my hinge matches what they think of sour okay number one is Jeremy who reacted with a disgusted emoji and I was like thinking in my head there is nothing I hate more than someone with pretentious taste in music that tries to like mansplain the smiths to me like I've never experienced feelings before and Jeremy looked exactly like that type of guy so quickly unmatched Number two, Ryan, he said, big fan of good for you, gives me Paramore vibes in a good way. This is an acceptable answer. Ryan is also in therapy, which is one of my prerequisites. 
for dating. So two points for Ryan. Okay, number three, Aaron. Aaron responded with, is this a trick question? Like, great breakup album. I'm here for it, but what's your take? Which was an acceptable response, but I wish that Aaron was like a bit more confident in his answer. I wish he was just like, I'm gonna answer this. I don't care if you're tricking me. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I feel about this album and these songs because I'm not afraid of being vulnerable. Number four, Kenneth. Kenneth responded, it had a few bangers, um, which was probably one of the most disrespectful things you could ever say about this album. This album has no skips, okay? There is not a single skip on this album. To say that it only has a few bangers is truly criminal and I will not be having it. So um, for that reason, I am out. Marco, I haven't listened. I've never been much of a music by a former Disney TV star fan. Is it good slash worthwhile? Is it good slash worthwhile? First of all, do not use the fact that she's a Disney star to discredit her, okay? She's super talented and I know exactly what you're doing and it's misogynistic. I'm not gonna stand by as you try and insult our queen. Is it good slash worthwhile? What else would you be doing with your time, sir? Playing Minecraft? Like, as if you have something better to do than listen to Olivia Rodrigo Sour. Also, judging by your answer and how condescending it is, I would say that listening to this album could probably allow you to learn something that you probably need to learn. So there are probably some lessons in that album for you, Marco. So obviously that was a no for me. I just go on Hinge for the chaos. It's really content now, which I don't know if that's bad, but I also don't care because the people are so cringe that like they should know. I wanted to do my favorite lyrics from every single song but I started doing that and it was just way too hard to pick and choose. So I got overwhelmed and I'm just gonna go through my most relatable lyrics and my least relatable lyrics. Honorable mention, I know you guys all know that I don't drive. So when in Brutal, she sang, and I can't even parallel park, I was like, okay, all right, we're starting off with this tone. We're starting off with this. I like it, but now I'm prepared. I'm prepared for what's to come, but I felt exposed. I felt exposed. I was like, how do you know this about me? Who told you? Olivia, who told you that I don't drive, I don't park? I will say my favorite lyric from Brutal is, and I'm so tired that I might quit my job, start a new life, and they'd all be so disappointed because who am I if not exploited? Also from the song Brutal. I'm sorry, Olivia, the communist theorist? This girl knows. This girl knows. You cannot delegitimize her just because of her age, okay? She knows about the dangers of capitalism. She sings about the dangers of capitalism and we must respect her for that, okay? Also, okay, see, this is the thing. Oh, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm gonna get so caught up. I might end up just doing all my favorite lyrics that I wrote down. We'll see how long this takes. Okay, in Brutal, she also said, cause I love people I don't like 
and that hit me like a ton of bricks. I learned that there is a difference between liking someone and being in love with them and just being in love with them but not necessarily liking them and I didn't think it was possible. I thought that you only, you know, it it sounds kind of wild. You're like, well, of course you like a person if you've fallen in love with them. Again, good for her for learning that at 18 because I didn't learn that until, you know, I was much older because it doesn't make sense. You're like, how could I be in love with someone and not like them. Of course I'm going to like the person I'm in love with, but they're different things and it's hard to really explain unless you've experienced it, which is always such a frustrating thing to say. But I would say, okay, this is what it's like. I would say it's like eating McDonald's, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I love McDonald's. It's so good. You eat it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love this. I could do this every day. I could eat McDonald's every single day. And then you finish eating your McDonald's and you have a terrible stomach ache. And you're like, oh my gosh, my stomach hurts so much. Why would I do that? I knew I was going to get a stomach ache, but I did it anyways. That's what loving people you don't actually like is like. That is the best comparison I can come up with on the fly just top of the head improv style that's what it's like traitor hit me hard for lots of reasons there's a part of the song where she says i know you'll never feel sorry for the way i hurt you talked to her when we were together loved you at your worst but that didn't matter Ooh, my stomach my stomach is in knots when i hear that because i'm like that hurts i am convinced that the CIA or the FBI has given Olivia access to my phone and she has gathered information from my phone and written this album to suit my own experiences. And although I can't confirm it, I also can't deny it because someone's reading my text messages, probably. Like statistically, I Google a lot of weird things. I'm not really going to go into the Deja Vu or the Driver's License lyrics because those songs are both very popular and I think a lot has been said about them and I, in the interest of time basically, I'm going to skip over those two. You all know that I don't drive so we don't have to get into Driver's License. One step forward, three steps back. She says, do you love me, want me, hate me, boy I don't understand. She is relatable. Who here can confidently say they understand men? I don't. I do not understand men. I try. I try in the interest of my own self-protection so that I don't continue allowing them to hurt me. I try to understand them, but confusing. I don't feel like there's a predictability to men. Men are so predictable, yet also at the same time the least predictable. So... Yes, I have been there. We have all thought that. We have all been texting a guy and you're like, is this guy interested? Because like, he seems interested. He's hot and cold, right? You're like, is it me or is he just emotionally unavailable? And I am telling you, he is most likely emotionally unavailable. Everyone, you should, this is to everyone. (laughs) This is to everyone. Everyone, listen, 
you should be dating someone who is obsessed with you. And I don't mean in the creepy way. I mean in the acceptable way, okay? Someone who worships you, loves you, and loves you so much that they're willing to tell you when you're wrong because they want you to be the best version of yourself. If you don't know if he loves you, if you don't know if he wants you, if you don't know if he hates you, he is not for you. Don't waste your time on men like that. They're confused. And I'm confused about so many things. I do not have time to be confused about how someone feels about me. I know I said I wouldn't get into deja vu, but I will quickly get into it. When she says, when are you going to tell her that we did that too? She thinks it's special, but it's all reused. Look, all I'm going to say about that is that I have had so many moments like that. It's that feeling that you're like, oh, I can just easily be picked up, thrown away, and replaced by something shiny and new. And it makes you feel horrible about yourself, which valid. Like, I'm not going to tell you that doesn't feel horrible. It does. But you have to remember that that is not on you. If someone's able to do that, if someone's able to just pick you up and replace you with someone else, that's sociopath behavior. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. it's sociopath behavior. So if that's happened to you, I'm sorry. I can unfortunately relate, but just know that you are not the problem. You are never the problem, okay? You're perfect. And I'm obsessed with you in the not creepy way. People all over the internet have been being, have been saying like, I if I had this in, like, oh my gosh, if I had this in high school, you know, insert funny joke about what my life would have been like. But like, literally, if I had this and Fall Out Boy at the same time, oh my gosh, I would have been the ultimate emo. I... I would have just cried every single day listening to my iPod Nano. I think this album, if I had it as a teenager, it would have been what would have aesthetically made me punk. Because like I didn't dress like Avril Lavigne, but I always wanted to dress like Avril Lavigne, and I think if I had had this album, I would have had the confidence to do that. Also like when she, in Good For You, she's like, maybe I'm too emotional. She also in Good For You says I've lost my mind quarantine mood straight up how all of us feel now at this point we're past the months reference we're a year plus into a pandemic we're all we've all lost our minds and we're all too emotional i kind of want to throw my phone across the room because all i see are girls too good to be true okay that's how all of us feel every single time we open instagram then she says i'm so sick of myself i'd rather be i'd rather be anyone anyone else me basically every single day like when i open my eyes in the morning and i'm like jolted up by the memory of my existence that's how i feel <laughs> and then she goes this whole song is so relatable and i see everyone getting all the things i want and i'm happy for them but then again i'm not i can't stand it oh god i sound crazy you're like, I'm happy for them, but also I wish it was me, but also couldn't it be both of us? And that's what I think every single time another woman gets booked on a show I want to do. I'm like, couldn't it be both of us though? And then the producer's like, no, we only have one woman on each show because no one cares what you have to say. And then I'm like, right, I'm a woman in stand-up comedy. Cool. 
all your friends are so cool you go out every night in your daddy's nice car yeah you're living the life okay every single canadian can relate to this this is how every single canadian feels waiting to be fully vaccinated while we watch everyone in the states fully vaccinated and just living their life guess you didn't cheat but you're still a traitor perfect line to yell at someone that is i picture a woman yelling at her loser boyfriend in a parking lot of a target and she and she yells that line to him and it's perfect last but not least has got to be you told me i was paranoid which she sings in traitor and that lyric encompasses every single experience every single woman has ever had being gaslit by a man who is not worth her time my one lyric that i can't relate to okay the one lyric i can't relate to and I, i'm still obsessed with olivia i still love this album but when she says and good for you i guess that you've been working on yourself i guess that therapist i found for you she really helped now you can be a better man for your brand new girl no man that i've ever told to go to therapy has actually gone to therapy so i cannot relate to that set of lyrics but I would love to be able to. There is nothing more, there is nothing more I want than for me to tell a man you need to go to therapy and him to say, you know what, you're right, I'm gonna go to therapy. I'm actually gonna look for a therapist tonight. And then, I don't know, a reasonable amount of time later, maybe a week later, that same man tells me, I've booked a therapy appointment or I did my first therapy appointment. And guess what, you were right. That to me, I think if like a man said that and I was dating him, I think I'd be like, okay, yeah, we're good. Like I, I, I know we can, we can get married. I accept you because I'm also assuming that I'm only dating someone who's obsessed with me. So they obviously want to marry me. It's for me to decide if I want to be with them. If a guy said that to me, I'd literally be like, okay, we can get married. Yep. That's, it's, it's actually not that much that I want. When I think about it that way, my standards are not crazy high. I will not let anyone tell me that. My standards are high enough. How about that? Now I want to suggest songs based on your mood. Like if you wake up one day, you haven't had your coffee, it's one of those days where everything feels like it's going wrong, you're gonna wanna listen to Brutal. Brutal is gonna be the song that lets you feel that anger, feel that frustration, and then let go of it. If you wanna have a carefree day at the beach and you wanna wear a cute pair of sunglasses and maybe you're having a picnic with your friends and you're like, what song do I wanna listen to right now? Deja Vu. Deja Vu is a song for you. Deja Vu is the song for a ride in a convertible because Olivia Rodrigo literally does that. She drives a convertible in the video, which is symbolic of her journey from driver's license to deja vu. She got her license without him. She didn't need a man. I'm sorry, if that is not feminism 101, then I don't know what feminism is, okay? The symbolism, the imagery, I just, I'm sorry. I, I can't find any flaws. Show me a flaw. If you can show me a flaw, I will consider listening to you. If you're like, today, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cry in the fetal position on my bathroom floor. I'm going to put my favorite pair of sweats on. 
I am going to get my pillow and I am just going to fetal position my emotions out. You're going to listen to Hope You're Okay because Hope You're Okay is about the only thing worse than heartbreak, which is when friends drift apart. Basically, romantic partners are great. They're wonderful. We have centered so much of our lives and society around them, blah, 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 important, foundational, all those words. But friends are what really matter. And yes, I sound like someone who is still way too invested in their camp, Um, but friendship is the important thing. So when two friends split apart, much sadder than when a romantic relationship comes to an end because friends are you know, supposed to be there through thick and thin. And maybe these were the people that literally helped you through your breakup. Maybe they were. I think honestly, any critique of Olivia's music is super ingrained in misogyny and this idea that she's too young to know her feelings and her experiences as well as she does. And she's too young to properly articulate them. And, you know, it's messy to write a breakup album or petty to write a breakup album, or bitter, but she said something in an interview that I actually loved. She did a nylon interview, and she said, there's a power to vulnerability and being like, this is my life and I'm fucking sad. And I love that. And that, this is my life and I'm fucking sad, that is literally what this podcast is about. It's like, this is my life, I'm sad, But also, we're not going to stop trying. Because she was on the Disney Channel, because she was in High School Musical, there's no way her album could be good. There's no way it could be deep or profound or well-written. And it's like, she proved all of that wrong. And like, someone who can do that at 18 years old, like, I admire that so much. I wish I was that sure of myself at 18. I was absolutely not. And any jealousy people might feel, it's probably a projection of their own dissatisfaction with their ability to be so sure of themselves at that same age and it's of course sad like I'm sad that I wasn't able to stand up for myself when I was 18 but you know I eventually learned it and I'm still learning it and I just think that we should encourage women to be sure of themselves from a young age because I think that that is so fundamental in um, navigating life and womanhood okay my overall review of the album 10 out of 10 The fact that this is a debut album is absolutely incredible. And the fact that there is not a single skip on this debut album is incredible. The songwriting is great. The emotional journey is there. The aesthetic, I love it, I'm obsessed with it. She also just like seems like a genuinely cool person and a nice person, so I'm into that too. So I give this album 10 out of 10, 5 stars, 1,000 retweets. I feel like this album takes you through the stages of grief, right? You go from denial to anger to bargaining to depression to acceptance. And at the end, you're like, wow, I did that all in, I don't know, less than an hour? Speaking of dating, I do have a nonna update. Sometimes I tweet about her, so if you want to know more about my nonna, she's an icon. Uh, I call her once a week, but she told me that she was out for a walk 
with my mom and a man asked her out on a date she's 85 and I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to be asked out at 85 I'm just saying she has still got it at 85 she's still a catch at 85 so she was out for a walk with my mom and this is how I am going to respond to any requests for dates moving forward she was out with my mom they were on a walk and this guy asked her out and she straight up said I am not available and then walked away nothing else and my mom had to like chase after her like she is unavailable to men for the rest of her life and she will not take any questions and that's the attitude I want to have I think we can all learn from that she's like I was in love once and that was enough now I am alone and I'm vibing with it. She really said, the minute my nono died, she said, I am going to be unavailable to men for the rest of my life. And I think that's why she is so strong and healthy at 85, because she has not dealt with a man in like eight years. And I think that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna make it the difference for her. You know, she had love, she had love. We don't have to feel bad for her. She was in a loving marriage. But now she will not be speaking to men for any romantic related reason. And I think, I think removing that from your life probably removes so much stress. So that's some wisdom I wanted to share with all of you. Now it's time for Dear Diary. Dear Diary, every time I have a deeply personal insight, I think to myself, is this a journal entry or is this a tweet? Someone recently told me that I need to learn how to take a compliment, which makes me even more motivated to never properly take a compliment ever again. Why? Why must I learn to take a compliment? Is it necessary to my survival like oxygen or water or the real housewives of New York? What will happen if I never manage to master the art of a compliment? I don't react well to anyone telling me what to do simply don't compliment me then. I think I could very safely go the rest of my life without ever receiving another compliment from you. That is all. Love to you and me, Bria. That's been our episode. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. I really appreciate it. I have so much fun doing this and I like genuinely appreciate every single message I ever get from someone saying they've listened to an episode or they liked an episode or something was funny like it really reminds me that I should keep doing this because otherwise I'm like if people don't send me stuff like that like if I'm not getting feedback from people then I don't want to do it because then I really feel like I'm shouting into the void so this way at least when I get messages from other people being like I loved the last episode I'm like okay I'm not as delusional as I think I am people are listening people are enjoying you should continue doing this there's nothing worse than pushing out content that people hate and I really hope that I'm not doing that but also if I am doing that please don't tell me because I don't think that I can emotionally or mentally handle that feedback at the time at the current moment but like potentially in the future maybe but also maybe like assess what inside yourself you are um condemning when you don't like my content which if you're listening to this you probably like my content so this really doesn't apply and you know how did I get here who really knows thank you for listening thank you for supporting thank you for you know sharing with a friend anything you do um 
I really appreciate. Have a great weekend. Do something nice for yourself. I'm probably gonna drink a bunch of beer and accidentally get sunburnt in a park because that's all you can do. Um, Do something nice for yourself. Have a great weekend and I'll be back with another episode. You know, you know the deal in a couple weeks. Um, Okay, bye.